0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my teaching, my walk, my works along this divine all-blessed and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and inner standing the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. And so it is. Ashe. Ashe, yo, Ashe. Today is Monday, April 6, 2020. And today is my sister, my beloved Wapani One. This is her birthday today. And so I invite you to join me in giving her blessings and salutations and greetings for her birthday. Also, my mom is present with us right now in, in the room. So I also am always humbled and grateful for the presence in the and the participant family, and particularly my mom and Wapani. Showing up with me here in this sacred space, revolutionary through the secrets of recipes, and for that, I am I am truly, 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 truly grateful. I always want to acknowledge the powers and spirits of the day, and so we acknowledge our ancestors at any given moment, time, space, the shoulders on which we now have our very being be. Grandma and the grandpas and the great grands and the great great grands, and, and particularly in a moment like this, in, in a celebration of a birthday, we acknowledge all the the great and mighty DNA and genes that stood up to give us this moment. Indeed, if just one piece is moved out of position, just one person is moved out of the story, out of the equation, none of us we'd be present here right now in this moment. So we always give acknowledge. We always give thanks and gratitude, humbly for those who laid the foundation upon which we now stand, those who came before us. So I acknowledge Myrd. I acknowledge Myrd for without her, we would not be present. We, we would not have our being. And, and, and I owe a great deal of my skills my skills and my ability to navigate life because of my my grandmother, because of my mother's mother, and because of Wapani's grandmother. So even in this moment, as we acknowledge your birthday, beloved, we acknowledge the spirits and the ancestors and those who came before that created the divine being that is you, the queen that is you, the goddess that, that is you. My co-host, if you will, to the audience for always being present. Nubian Sun, thank you so much for, beloved, for showing up today. My, my earlier greetings were first directed specifically at you, um, and so I appreciate you, you being here. Buffy Cooper Peterson, thank you so much for being a part of the chat room. Martha Martinez, thank you for showing up. And being active in in the chat room. Julia Rose, greetings, beloved. Seven the gentlemen, thank you so much for being present. Of course, my mom, Gary Barncell Savage, thank you so much for your love and for creating me and, and for creating Wapani and for being a part of the space today. Thank you, uh Afa War, War War Warfia. Apa Warfia, thank you so much for also your greetings from San Francisco. Bay Area and, and Richmond, the Hood, and, and North Carolina. Thank you, Keisha Smith, and all those who I may not have seen or missed or neglected. Thank you, Keona Carter, our moderator in the chat, who sort of helps me to together and maintain some civil, uh, some semblance of, of civilization in the chat room. Thank you, Keona, for all of your help and your support and your love, uh, Wapani. Certainly appreciates all of your birthday wishes. Brother, thank you so much for being present. Orisha, Eva, Orisha. Mojuba Orisha, thank you so much for being present. And Nikki Walker, thank you, beloved, for showing up in the chat. Just jokes, folks. Thank you. We always need jokes. We always need humor, particularly in this present time and space, particularly in this present season. So we appreciate your energy. Andrea, thank you so much for coming. Ashna, thank you for your greetings and your us here on two platforms, Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divide hyphen prince. And my live listening and calling number is area code 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I will acknowledge you momentarily and open your mic and bring you into the conversation. Area code, I'm going to call out your area code first. If there's more than one person calling from the same area code, I'm going to call out your area code and your exchange. Area code 314. Who's calling and where are you calling from?
2: This is Wapani yes. calling from St. Louis, Missouri. Happy
1: birthday to ya!
2: Happy
1: birthday to ya! Happy
2: birthday.
1: Yes, girl, thank you for calling in. And happy birthday to you, beloved.
2: Thank you. I've been anticipating this program because it's so Edifying, it feeds my spirit I have so many questions I wanted to ask today (laughs) Well, Um, let's get get right to it Okay, Um, I wanted to ask about different herbs I've read that, um, you know You know the book that's out about uh, Eating right for your blood type Um, Yes And there are different things that you should Or shouldn't eat depending on your blood type There's power in the blood But that's another question but anyway,, um, do you believe that different herbs carry different vibrations, and some people just cannot ingest certain herbs absolutely the um,
1: things I answer to things um, interdimensionally intra dimensionally um, from from multi levels um, to keep it simple, um, from from the earth, uh, then the spirit, you know, uh, and higher optics. So that's at the most basic level. You know, everybody can't eat everything. Everybody's body type is not designed for every uh, type of food or, or or item that might be available that people might be eating. Um, some people have allergies to. Some people are allergic to. Uh, and it's not always the case of acclimation. I know there's a tradition, for instance, in, in Nigeria, in certain regions, in certain uh, ethnic groups in Nigeria, where they begin giving babies, infants, pepper at a very, very young age. And the reason for this is, is they have many food items that, that have high spice, hot peppers, hot, 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 some of the hottest peppers in the world in them. Um, and so they want the children to be able to eat the food, um, to be able to adjust to the food. Now, of course, that's acclimation. You know, uh, there now is a new. Um, I'm not sure if it's a. I think it's a pill, but 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 it's a ingestion of peanut and peanut products, um, but in smaller doses, in order to allow children who might otherwise be allergic to peanuts to develop a, a certain immunity, a certain level of, of protection, if you will, to peanuts. So we know that everybody can't take every herb or everybody's not going to respond to every herb in the same way. And as a, as a legal disclaimer, because um, you know, I have to have my legal disclaimer, um, I can't give medical advice technically so if you're on medication, if you're on prescriptions, technically, you're also supposed to run that by your doctor. Um, I know that I do. And so the doctors know what herbs I take, what supplements I take, because they could otherwise affect your medication adversely um, in some kind of way. In some cases, prevent the medication from even doing what it's supposed to do. So that's my legal disclaimer. Um, make sure you check. Those who are listening, this may not apply to a finding. Those who are listening, make sure you check with your doctor, you know, about what type of herbs, you know, you're taking. I haven't said that. Um, yes, herbs carry also a spirit. When we look at how herbs are used in e 5 how, how herbs are used in the fah, how herbs are used in voodoo, um, herbs have a spirit. And so different spirits desire particular herbs, different spirits reside within certain herbs, and, and, and therefore the, the deduction from that is the partaking of that herb imparts some parts, some spirit of that deity. A quick reference to that would be ancient Egypt, Kemet, the deity men, min, M-I-N, um, who's favorite food, I believe, was lettuce, and it was the the, uh, material, the milky substance, which was symbolic of his semen, that was present in this lettuce, that was a part of the reason that this this particular god, this particular deity, preferred this lettuce. So, the children of men, the initiates of men, would partake of this lettuce, therefore, ingesting the power Symbolically of this, this God's this deity within Their body. There are certain Toxic herb Plants, roots that have Demons, jinn In association to them And it's not just you know The notion that someone has, has Enough knowledge in, in the ancient world to remember These demons, to remember These spirits and the various Plants that they reside in That they therefore would not ingest them or expose themselves to it, like, like poison ivy, for instance, uh, absolutely causes allergic reactions to many people um, on their on their physical person. You know, I grew up in the woods. We're probably, you knew that. You know that. The, the houses across yeah. the street on Nova Avenue proved, uh, uh, were the gateway to a wooded area where we would bike and, and hike and all that kind of stuff. I never got poison ivy, never got poison ivy, never got a, got a, a reaction to it, a rash to it. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, harvesting. So some people are not reactive to poison ivy um, in, in the same way. So, indeed, you have to look at the people, places, or things in terms of the application of, of the herb, the root, the plant the bark, the organic um, material or matter, the, the mushroom, um, but then also what application you're trying to, to uh, um, manifest, you're trying to perform. Another way of looking at that is how I handle water. And particularly when I'm live on air, because many of you catch me drinking water and you see me breathing over my water You see me chanting over my water. And it taught me many years ago that water itself is a crystal. Just like your DNA, just like your food at its molecular level, it's all crystal. So it's able to hold the vibration. So you should never drink water when you're in a rush. You should never drink water when you're under distress. You should never drink water when you're thinking negatively. You should always be prayerful, meditative, at the least. Um, At the more, you should have a a chant, uh, a mantra that you speak over the water that you expect to manifest ultimately Mm -hmm. in your body, but but then in your life. Um, So I chant life. That's the most basic mantra. Chant life over your water. Chant prosperity over your water. Chant health over your water. Chant renewal over your water and remember to breathe.
2: Yeah, that that's good sound good sound advice. Um, I never even thought of that. I do affirmations throughout my house when the energy feels funny. Um, and with the different herbs, I use them as medicine. Uh, there's a lot of powerful herbs out there that can take the place, actually, as These narcotics But again, I'm not a doctor I tell people on my page all the time Don't do as I do Do your own research And I'm not telling you what to do I'm just sharing my experience But yes, the herbs are powerful Different foods you eat are powerful And um, we can really heal ourselves With what we eat And particularly right now
1: Forgive me, YouTube. I, I, I don't understand why people see me on air, find me interesting, locate my phone number, and then call in the middle of the show. Um, if you want to call, call me on Block Talk Radio, please. Call me on my Block Talk Radio line at 845 277 9143. 845 277 Four three, um, and then I will unmute your mic when you press the number one on the, top of the keypad. That's your virtual mic, if you will, and it allows me to bring you into the conversation. Um, well, Pani, do I look and okay on? You? I'm frozen.
2: I was just. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, it looks like there's a lot of people asking you questions in really small letters. They might want to use big caps, so you're not going to see them. Okay. But am I, am I
1: uh, buffering? Am I okay?
2: Uh, it's buffering.
1: Because I'm almost completely frozen on my end. G- give me a moment um, and I'm going to come back with um, the government's actions right now as it relates to Earth. I'm going to refresh the show so we go into to point two. So don't try and come back to the same link don't try and come back to the exact same um, edition of the show unfortunately I'm going to have to refresh it all and start again and with my luck and blessing my IJ I'll get a Walmart delivery right in the middle of all of this um, I'm having difficulty with finding. so hold on okay Okay. I'm going to try I'm going to try and talk while I'm doing it. Um, You know, the government is is really coming after people, particularly right now, as it relates to making claims about uh, Ms. Rona, uh, healing claims, um, you know, that that sort of thing, preventive claims that aren't necessarily uh, scientifically Proven and researched. Um, You may have heard Jim Baker is one of the people that they're suing the government and going after for having made some kind of some kind of claim. So now our president is suggesting, you know, this malaria based treatment, um, you know, as some sort of resolution to the virus. And that too has not been researched that too has not been um, scientifically you know, backed up. And I'm not hearing any, any chance of suing him yet. You know, I'm not hearing any chance about, you know. Now we are hearing complaints about it and we do hear the doctor, I believe his name is Falsy, um, not trying to back it to the best of his ability without getting fired, not trying to support it to the best of his ability uh, without seeming like he's aggressively at odds with what the president is saying. But but the idea that we can heal ourselves through nature, that we can heal ourselves, you know, through not just voodoo, but also through um, uh, other holistic means, is something that many, many people are going to begin to look into now even the the availability of medications, the the availability and the controversy around Tylenol, around aspirin, around, you know, taking other medications, much of which was rumored, by the way. Um, It it later came back that there wasn't a great deal of research. And and from what they had seen, there wasn't really um, a big issue around pain medications, specifically, in relation to this to this virus, so that also creates another stream of energy. I'm just now coming back on. Um, everybody, please forgive me. I'll be YouTube live momentarily. Um, so that also creates the environment, um, listeners and who uh, and Wupani, where people are going to want to examine, experiment, look into. Uh, in some cases, be more vulnerable to other alternatives to medicine. We can't even go out to the store a great deal right now. You you might not be able to get to CVS, Walgreens, you know, whatever the common um, drug stores, drug outlets are right now. We might not be able to access that right now. So absolutely, we're going to start pulling out our herb books. Pulling out grandma's great grandma's old remedy, um, researching things online um, in a very new way in, in this world that we now um, exist in. Um, if
3: I can
2: interject you, go ahead, I just, please. I just wanted to say that um, I have a, I strongly believe, mom and I were just talking about this yesterday or so, that I strongly believe in the middle of calamity, there is great. Potential for growth So the flip Side of this entire viral Issue is We can turn back to nature Turn back to like You said our herbs and different things That was one of the catalysts that got Me started in the first place a while Back on growing My own food taking Different herbs learning the Different herbs you you just can't do something Because you see it on someone's page research Is vital in what you do, and um, even though it's a calamitous situation right now, there's something to grow and learn from that in the midst of it because you'll start to do new things and create new vibrations that you've never done before, and I think it's vital that people take advantage of that opportunity.
1: Absolutely, And, and not only can you not just take what you see in social media and sort of run with it. Um, on the internet, um, but you can't just take what you see on a TV commercial and run with it. Um, we know for a fact, you know, there are TV commercials that sell products that you don't need, that sell products products that ultimately don't work, and sell products that do the most minimalist uh, of, of activities. One of the most recent ones that really works my nerves. And don't laugh at me when I do this. Now. One of the ones that the newest ones that most recently works my nerves is the rose quartz phenomenon. I, I got rose quartz. Why, why I can't why can my eyes? Why do I need okay? Why do I need a twenty dollar forty dollar product that you're now selling? You know to apply rose quartz magic and self love. You know to my face. Um, right. Pani, you ain't responded, so maybe you ain't seen the commercial, but, but, but many people in the sound my voice have seen this commercial. And, and it's a little roller, almost like a paint roller, but it's small, just for your face, <laughs> okay? I've
2: seen, and, that. And I've seen the commercial.
1: They suggest that you can use your own, you know, aging serum, uh, fine line serum, whatever serum. So really, it's an uh, applicator. It's a fancy, expensive applicator, you know, but they claim that the coolness of the rose quartz, you know, lessens your puffiness and, and helps to deg- decrease, you know, the look of, of aging and all this other, you know, flawless results that, that they suggest. And you can go to the rock shop and get you some tumble quartz, you know, for the low low, you know, um, and do the same thing. So. I agree with you wholeheartedly that you know we have to be erudite. I, I think it's a part of a of a, a problem with the West in general that I speak to often in many different ways. Often I'm speaking about hoodoo and and want to be root workers and want to be witches. The idea that we can go on the internet, go on quote or, or whatever it is, go on Bing, you know, go on these various sites, and, and even Facebook. Uh, I have friends who, who use the, the questions on Facebook. You know, I need suggestions, I need recommendations, you know, but we still have to do our homework. We still have to do our homework. There's no way around the homework. You still got to be clear about what it is that you're reading, what it is that's being offered to you, what's being suggested to you, what the uh, proposed result. Um, may, may be. And so even, you know, the medications that are pushed at us, you know, then have this long, you know, half the commercial is what it might do to you. Half the commercial is the side effects that might be created or recreated, you know, by, by using the product. And so I don't want people to think that it's natural. It must be all safe. You know, I, I got it out of my yard. I got it out of my garden. I harvested it so because it's all natural, it's all safe. All safe does you know, all natural doesn't equate to all safe. Organic doesn't equate to all safe. And indeed, your body or your child's body might respond differently to um, to certain herbs uh, as opposed to others. Uh, so we still have to do our homework. But, but yes, the idea that, that herbs carry a spirit, they carry earth, spirits that are attached to them. Uh, Gnomes, for instance, are said to be attached to to gardens and gardening and and cultivating. But there are indeed other spirits and and lower spirits that are also in the dirt, in the the manure, in the process of of denigration, um, leading ultimately to recreation, in the process of breaking down. And, And that's why the fear of of death and the fear of hell um, is so prominent in many religious stories. But even once you get past the religion and the stories, how that imagery shows up in our psyche. Uh, in our psyche. And so there is a, a certain uh, process that the physical body, the organic matter of the body goes through that many cultures, including ancient Egypt, uh, feared and try to avoid. And and part of the book of the dead was navigating the underworld and not encountering these spirits, these gen, these demons, these powers that are associated with the the natural process of breaking down, recreation, breaking matter down to its 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 lowest common denominator. One of the things I want to talk about today was You can't have voodoo without nature. You can't have ifa without nature. You can't have ifa without voodoo. You can't have voodoo without ifa. And and again, what that means is you can't do this practice. You can't do ATR without a healthy relationship with nature, with what you're eating, what you're taking into your body, the nutrients that are contained within that, the spirits that are contained within that. Some of you know certain foods make you aggressive. Some of you know certain foods act as an aphrodisiac as as to you. Some of you know certain foods put you to sleep. You know, Turkey, we know has a scientific, because we're interested in Turkey, because the Western culture is interested in Thanksgiving, science have dedicated research to that. and So we know that there are certain chemicals that, that are in Turkey i.e. certain spirits attached to turkey that would otherwise make uh, one sleepy after the Thanksgiving dinner, make one want to pass out You know, after the Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I find it interesting um, that in this knowledge of, of food, how difficult it is for the human, including myself, um, to not eat certain things or to change our attitude Um, about how we eat, and I have friends and peers who are vegan and vegetarian or or on some very specific regimen um, that they seem to be flowing in, operating in, you know, with these, you know, Um, I am flexitarian. Well, kind of, you know that, and many other people know that. For those of you who are unfamiliar, a flexitarian, F-E-L-X, flexitarian, means that I'm flexible, But technically, a flexitarian eats primarily vegetarian, but still will eat meat proteins, uh, seafood proteins, dairy um, proteins to some degree. I I will still incorporate that um, Mm -hmm. into my diet. Um, And and I'm still in a state of evolution, as many of us are. Uh, But I notice how I feel when I eat healthy fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. I, I notice how my... Spirit when I eat healthy fruits and vegetables. And there's a tension sensation that goes through the body, you know, when I do fresh things, organic things, and, and take them in. And I see the heightened activity in, in my third eye. I see the heightened activity even in my chakras. Um, when I wake up in the morning, often my, my fourth chakra is cloudy. I do a lot of spirit work in my sleep in my dream state, as we all do. And I often wake up in my fourth is cloudy. I don't know how I want to feel. I, left or right, up or down, negative or positive. I'm not sure in, in that first cloudy state uh, when I wake up. And it takes me some time to wake up. I'm not a person who wakes up to an alarm clock, first of all. I don't wake up to alarms. Um, if I have to do something at a specific time, I, I sleep early enough so that I naturally uh, wake up in rhythm with my schedule, so I don't sleep too alarms. Uh, the second thing is um, I wake up naturally, you know. I, so I, I allow my body to wake up. I don't necessarily open my eyes. I allow myself to lay there and feel myself, feel feel my thoughts, feel my emotions from from the dream state, from the, from the spirit state. Um, so I'm always cloudy. Um, when I wake up in the morning. But I noticed that once I juice, you know, some spinach, some apples, some pears, you know, um, um, other various items, a a little bit of ginger maybe. Um, Man, even without the ginger, because, you know, ginger naturally gives you sort of a tingle, a feeling. But even without the ginger, um, the spinach, the apples, the fruit, um, I, I feel movement. I feel change in my physical body, but also in the energy that that surrounds my body and, and interacts, intersects with my body on that higher frequency. Um, the best time to catch me for a reading, um, no, I'm not going to say that. Because then my phone would be ringing off the hood at the wrong day, <laughs> at the wrong time of day. So I, I call myself, I'm not going to say that. I appreciate my callers who are all on the phone lines with me right now at area code 845-277-9143. What is your question? What is your reading request? What do you want to contribute and participate to this square circle of God, of the Spirit, this sacred space that we now sit in, in this moment? We don't have to be in a temple. We don't have to be in a mosque. We don't have to be in a shrine. We don't have to be in a synagogue. We create sacred space. Virtually right now by being here. And participation in the show. Area code 323. I'm going to say that three times and I'm going to open your mic. Area code 323. That's my second time. I'm going to be coming to you momentarily. Bear with me. I'm trying to do other things quickly. Okay, I think I got that. I wanted to delete those old versions of today's show so that as the newcomers come, um, they fall into the right segment, which is 8.4.2. And now my YouTube live. Buffy Cooper, thank you so much, beloved, for alerting me about my buffering in YouTube. Okay, I'm back in. Okay, so back to my phone line. Eric 323.
4: Who's calling and where
1: are you calling from? Greetings. This is Kiana. Hey, beloved. Kiana, our moderator. Welcome, Goddess. How are you today?
4: I am busy. Um, And so I wanted to stop in to, uh, because I got to get off the phone, because I need my phone. Um, But I wanted to stop in to tell Wapani happy birthday, Goddess. I didn't want to just leave it in the chat. Thank Thank you. Nick, welcome. Hope you enjoy your day. And, um, yeah, I'm here, y'all, but I'm not that much. I'm not in the chat that much. I'm listening in still, though.
1: We appreciate you, beloved. Oh. Just, just, you know what to do. Just mute your mic. And if you want to say something, you got a question, comment, you want to jump in, just jump right on back in.
4: Okay. Now I have to hang up on the phone because I need it. Ma'am. Is it okay if I let
2: people know to type in all caps? Everybody's using really tiny letters.
4: No, I want you to because I'd like to be here. Um, It's just that today something got sprung on me at the last minute, so I had to take care of it. And um, yeah, I needed this chat so I can keep my energy up. Otherwise, I was about to start using profanity and we know that's not allowed. (laughs) It's
1: allowed as long as it's not they gratuitous. try my
4: patience today. As long as it's
1: not gratuitous, it's allowed. Oh, if, it has a point, if it has meaning, if it has a purpose, it's allowed. We on the internet beloved.
4: It. It's just all money is not good money and you know, I I really prayed to the ancestors. I believed in myself and I wanted to do what I'm doing. And then the person kept procrastinating, and then they finally gave me the opportunity today, and now it's a whole headache, and now I'm ready to say, you know what, never mind. <laughs> Does it involve I have, have the your... key from Christ.
1: Does it involve leaving your house?
4: No, I can work from whatever I do. I can do it from wherever I'm at, It, you know. Okay. So I don't have uh, to leave I'm... out at all.
1: Okay, I'm just trying to help you find a resolution. That's all.
4: No, no, I'm not offended. No, I'm not. I'm not easily offended like that. My skin is a little bit thick. I'm sensitive, but my skin is a little bit thicker than that. No, um, the situation is, I, I, I I'm not doing a plug. I'm actually saying this, clown. I need your help. Um, so I work in Freight Dispatch. I'm also uh, working on getting my brokerage and also running my own authority, which means I'll, I'll have trucks and I'll have drivers running under me. So I'm um, starting out with the Freight Dispatch. I have a, a new driver. And he is restricted to his pounds, which he could load 44,000, but he wants 40,000 and under. He wants to stay in the Midwest. He doesn't want to go through certain uh, uh, states. He, um, he he requires a certain amount of money. And what he's asking me for is basically a miracle because of when you look on the boards and you go through the shippers for him for for him to get what he wants, he has to he has to haul over 40 how he has to haul 44,000 pounds and he wants me to get him loaded today and he just asked me an hour ago and so that's wow. when um, the show came on I'm like I need this because I'm like I don't know because I'm calling everybody and they want he has a reefer which means it's a refrigerated trailer but he but his broken so he's only running as a dry a dry trailer and they're very, very specific on this, especially because of the times we're in, they're only running essential goods and it has to be stored at a prop, or in a proper trailer. And it can't be a trailer that's, that that's, um, has metal on the inside. It has to be a trailer that has wood on the inside. And so, yeah, this show is, is must-needed therapy for me right now.
1: Well, head of your business, you got to make your coin. You got to make your coin. So... None of your business, we we love you, we appreciate you, we support you, we got your back, Ogu got your back, Oshosi got your back, <laughs> Eshu got your back, and today we give thanks and acknowledgement for uh, of course the powers that be and, and always the ancestors, but we also acknowledge Fa and Eti the power of divination. Uh, So you might seek a divination today. You might want to look deeper at things today. Uh, In my house, I'm looking at the spirits for my house, my house members, my family. And, of course, I threw an Odu on Rona. Uh, Some of you know this. Obar Meiji falls for Roma, Rome, Rona Coronavirus. And one of the Odu present in Obar Meiji is stay home. Just stay home. And, and, and today is an opportunity to get in the dirt, to get in your gardens. Beloved, well, Patti, what do you plan to do today for your birthday?
2: Work in life, work outside in the garden. I've already rinsed out all of my troughs from last year, and um, I had to wash them down so that you don't carry over any mildew, disease, whatever may be in the soil from last year. So I washed them and set them out back to dry. I had more to do, but I had to stop so that I can reach in and get my rejuvenation through this program. I'll get to that when this is over.
1: Well, all is a blessing. All is a blessing. Um, if you have questions, comments, requests in the, in the chat or something in which you wish me to respond to, please do type them now in all capital letters. I hesitate because i buffered buffer for a second. Please do type your questions, comments, and requests in all capital letters in the chat, and I will be able to see them better and respond to you. Of course, you can always right call me at Erico code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone Keep it. Uh, just jokes, folks, um, I am attending to the buffering to the best of my ability on this end. Um, it's just been temporary, so I'm not going to end this show. I'm still at at, at the present um, 84.2, um, but if it gets bad enough, I'll, I'll start another show and I'll try and remember to alert you in the chat. I want to talk about Voodoo, Voodoo, Obia, I, I want to take about the, talk about the season and the weather of the day, and I invite your active participation. Anyone whose mic has been previously open, um, as long as you stay on the phone line, your mic will remain open. You can yourself, if you wish, so that we don't hear your background noise, but then when you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please just... Jump on in there Unmute yourself and then jump back in there New call
2: is press number one It looks like Nikki Walker has a a Phenomenal question On YouTube
1: Yes, Nikki Walker asked uh, That I share Wisdom and Personal opinion on why Some seasoned YouTube tail readers Are deleting their channels and content. Some will continue to read, but without the cards. Thank you in advance. Um, And I thank you for asking the question and for being an active participant of the show. Um, The stars of this show, if you will, are the people who speak, the people who ask questions, the people who who share their voice. Um, There are a few reasons why I believe that's happening. Um, On the one hand, I said all along that it was a trend. When it started happening about mid-summer, when everybody became a tarot reader on Instagram all of a sudden, when everybody became a root worker all of a sudden, when everybody became a bone reader all of a sudden, uh, with, with chicken bones, mind you, um, Every every everything showed up in social media um, in, in oversaturation. As what happens in a trend, uh, whether it's bell-bottoms, whether it's the afro, you know, whatever the trending thing might be. Um, sagging your pants, you know, there's a period where it's not very common. It's a little bit on the edge. Um, but then it becomes fashion. It becomes fashionable. It becomes trending. And then everybody's doing it to a point of excess. And then the trend dies out and to some degree goes away. Unless there's something rooted in it that's authentic, unless it's something rooted in it that transcends time and space. So we know bell-bottoms ain't as popular as they were in the 70s. We, we know most people ain't, ain't sporting a bell-bottom. But, but in the correct environment, in the correct space, in the, in the correct fashion, a bell-bottom might be a cute retro perspective today. And so people might find that, you know, Okay, she looks cute, you know that, that works for the award ceremony. you know that, that, that bell bottom worked for that moment in time. Um, so many of those who had no OG, no who had no platform, who had no foundation, um, are falling off now, Nikki Walker. Um, I've seen it even among my own clients. Um, I'm hesitant to say Godchildren because my godchildren stick with me. Um, or stick with me sometime and, and mature in, in a different direction on that path. But, but I have clients, uh, initiates, who, who started the process, stuck with me for a month, and, and then they went into selling services. Then they went into reading. They hadn't even absorbed what ministry is, how ministry operated. They hadn't even absorbed, stuck around long enough to absorb what the business of applying services is, what the business of religion or the business of ministry is, uh, what the business of selling a product is. Uh, There are people, including Keone in the group, who who are in business. And so you know that there are rules to that, protocols to that, certain ways of doing things to that, even in in operating in your creativity. You know, we all have to get to the post office at some point. We all got to get to the bank at some point. You know, there are points of connection there that are consistent throughout. So you ain't got no ogun, You ain't got no foundation. um, And now you're trying to offer services. I found that some of my former clients had negative connotations for that, negative repercussions for that. Um, It showed up in their health or it showed up in in their finances or it showed up in um, vampiric, parasitic friends, And followers that they now have that that want them to turn those tarot uh, tarot cards over, you know, all day and all night uh, for the minimal amount. uh, Often they were operating for the minimal amount. I I suggested uh, in the last show, pay attention to the free reader. Pay attention to the dollar reader. Pay attention to the $2 reader. You know, there's a reason behind that. Just like there's a reason behind the 99 cent store. That's not to suggest that everything in a 99 cent store is bad, but it's 99 cents. And you're getting 99 cents worth of value. No matter how pretty the packaging, no matter how pretty the, the advertisement, it's 99 cents. So you're looking at the date, you're looking at the expiration date, you're looking at the quality of the packaging and the quality of the contents of the packaging it's the dollar store. It's a reason we buy at the dollar store. It's a reason we buy at the brand store. Now, some of you love the dollar store. Some of you like the sale. Some of you like the resale. But there are certain things, like your medication, you're not necessarily buying at the dollar store. You're not necessarily low shopping for. So those people are often perpetrating, beloved, Those people are often practicing, beloved, practicing meaning practicing like you practice your clarinet, like you practice your piano through repetition so that you grow, so that you develop, so that you get better. Uh, It doesn't necessarily speak to where you are, but you practice so that you get better. So many of them, instead of doing the homework, they're actively practicing doing lab, doing lab. I'm using college language now. They're actively doing lab without ever going to the lectures, without ever reading the textbook. And maybe they are reading the textbooks, but they're skimming through, or they're reading books that are already skimmed through, that are already not giving you the meat, but are giving you appetizers as it relates to, to the tradition. I've called out some books before, called out books before, um, uh, Gonzales Whippler is one of my favorites, Santeria Experience. Love that book. Truthful book. She's standing in her truth from the beginning to the end, but she's not giving you any me. And, and, and in so many words, she tells you that. She's sharing her experience, and sometimes we can share our experience of an event. We can share our experience of what happened without telling people what really happened there. Yeah, I was at the party. It was lit. You know, we, we had a few appetizers. We had a few refreshments. It was lit. What am I telling you about the party? Not a whole lot. <laughs> it, it was lit. That's all you know about the party. You don't know who was there. You don't know what was really served. You you don't know what music we listened to specifically. So when we start looking at our consciousness, our spirit, our mind, our, our, even our body, as as, as Wapani uh, interjected in the conversation, as we look at, herbs, and roots, and plants, and and fruits, and produce, and and even in some cases, uh, meat. We have to examine our source. We have to examine the source. So I look at books. I look at information. I look at knowledge as water. In divine symbology, it's water. It's represented as water. And in many of your religious books, when they're talking about water, Behind that, they're talking about knowledge. You're talking about information uh, and and a level of empowerment through that. So if you don't have the the correct information even about your plants or what's available to you, um, then you're not utilizing them to to your best advantage. Even I discover new information, discover new plants, discover new applications for plants every day. Every day, you know, through, through my own research, through people introducing uh, information, uh, of course, through, through the advertisements and, and, and the whatnots that we are often overloaded with every day in, in Messenger. I put up a post about that earlier today, too, about Messenger and my attitude towards the random viral sending of videos. Uh, and information through Facebook Messenger. You know that's a trap. Often there are viruses attached, there are uh, frauds and and scams that are often attached. So you've gotta be careful about responding to everything that's sent to you in Facebook Messenger and then resharing that. My attitude about that is if if it's good, if it's useful, if it's important, put it on your page, why isn't it on your page? So I'm very careful about responding to anything in Facebook Messenger. Um, you can't trust a lot of that stuff that comes through Facebook Messenger. And you, and you, so,
2: what'd you say, you're, beloved? You're, you're frozen on YouTube, you're buffering.
1: Yeah, I, I was, I, I should be clear now. So maybe refresh your page maybe or give it a moment. Okay. I should, I should be okay. Just it. Uh, I should be. You're yeah, okay with my um, But I did buffer. I did freeze for a moment. So I'm talking about, okay. you know, continuing what you said about paying attention to the information, and particularly where we get the, the source of the information. And I started talking about Facebook Messenger and how all of a sudden that's trending. All this, you know, videos and information and posts, you know, by way of Facebook. Uh, and if it's important, if it's necessary, if it's pertinent, Eric code uh, 318, I'm coming to you next. Uh, then post it on your page. Don't send it through Messenger. Uh, what also is happening is phishing is happening. Phishing is happening, Erico code 318. So what happens is just like in your email, they're testing to see if these emails are valid, these email addresses are valid, if you're going to respond to them, and, and how gullible do you present yourself in the response. So you get a lot of these emails that, that are phishing, you know, they want to see if it's active account. They want to see if you'll click on a link so they can then, you know, snatch your bank account information or your, your uh, IP address or your, your, your personal birthday information. That might be all personal identification information that might be stored in your computer. So, the next level of that, the new progression of that is Facebook Messenger. And so, once you start clicking on those pictures, clicking on those links, and it might seem innocent at first, the next one, or, or you might get 10, and then the 11th one has a trap connected to it, has a virus connected to it. So, I'm getting... Uh, instant messages from my mama who don't send instant messages. I'm getting weird responses like, you know, what's up? You got to see this right now from people who would never say that, uh, who would never preference a message without a greeting, an adequate greeting, voodoo greeting first. So y'all got to be careful about what y'all doing in that Facebook messenger and responding to all of that viral nonsense that's being sent. Okay, so Erico three one eight. I, I said if I say your Erico three times, your mic is your mic is now open. So who's calling and where are you calling from? Erico three one eight.
3: This
1: um, Hoodoo Cultism,
3: and I'm calling from Beaumont, Texas right now.
1: Greetings, beloved. We really appreciate your support and your regular attendance and participation in the show. You you too always have powerful questions. And information to share. Uh, so, what a question or comment today?
3: Okay, my question is, what about the people who can't afford a initiation? What about the people who don't necessarily know any um, people who's teaching in the area or um, you know stuff stuff like that? What about the people who can't? afford initiation, who can't afford to be uh, mentored by someone? What do you recommend for
1: those type of people? Okay, you you asked two questions, maybe three, but the third one kind of reflects back to the first one. Um, That's why I'm here. Now, that's not an advertisement. Hold on. Listen to what I'm saying. That's why I'm here. That's my motivation for being here. I've told the story before of how I ended up online in the first place. So I had an email address. You know, I, I went to college back in the the 90s and, and going into 2000s um, at Harold Washington in Chicago. Um, so I had an email address, but I wasn't what you would say active online. I wasn't savvy online. I didn't know anything about social media. I didn't know anything about the um, activities at all that were going on online until Hurricane Katrina. And because of Hurricane Katrina and the displacement and the FEMA and the Salvation Army and the Red Cross, um, that's when we first were introduced as a culture, as a society to uh, uh, Facilities and and organizations and governmental businesses sort of now making it more of a prerequisite to get online. Uh, I believe even now Social Security, uh, you know, might require you to some degree to have some Internet access in which to operate. So that's when I was introduced to MySpace, uh, which was a social media outlet back then. I think now it's more music, I believe. Um, that's when I was introduced to Yahoo 360 back then. Um, planet, uh, if you can imagine, was, was new and, and kind of popular, uh, but even beginning to sort of phase out even, even then in 2005. And so at first it was about um, who do occultism. First it was about connecting with resources. Uh, I know I, I'm buffering on YouTube, so give me a second. I should be clear now. Uh, When I first got online, it was about accessing resources, finding people, uh, applying for things, you know, right after Katrina. And in doing so, you know, you got to create a username. you got to put up a face picture. You know, to begin to feel more of your identity, more of your personality. And so then people became aware of who I was and, and what I was doing. Uh, Wapani, uh, who is my blood sister, for those of you who don't understand that. Uh, we grew up together in the same house. I could tell you that I was dibbling and dabbling in, in voodoo and hoodoo and, and reading the book in junior high school because I could get them, you know, from the library. Um, so it wasn't a new phase for me to be operating in, in voodoo or to be offering readings and of services, but it was a new awareness for me that who I was, what I was, was of interest to other people. Uh, so from there, I began to post. Uh, and, and many of you know Tony Val Martinez on, on Facebook. Um, she also, similar to me, you know, posts like me uh, in terms of knowledge, culture, history, tradition, and, and that grew a great following hoodoo occultism. Of people who absolutely wanted connection to their roots, to their ancestors, to their ancestry, to their indigenous uh, bloodlines, but also didn't know where to go necessarily. Didn't know uh, much about ATR, ATR meaning traditional African-based religious Mm -hmm. spiritual systems. Um, And so the next thing was, you know, do you provide readings? Wow, we like your pictures. We see your shrine. Um, it was never in the beginning an advertisement. But I would post pictures of my shrine right after Hurricane Katrina because they were in motion. I was having to set up again a new now in Texas, uh, in Dallas. I was having to set up a new now in Jackson, Mississippi. I was having to set up a new now in Memphis, Tennessee. And in that process, you know, cell phone technology was changing. Uh, our our video and and photographic awareness as a culture was evolving. I was posting one of the first people, really, who started posting altar pictures, authentic altar pictures. And I can remember when I was debated for it, when I was challenged for it. Um, First it was, you know, why are you doing that? Why are you sharing what's sacred? What are you revealing? Why are you revealing the secrets? And then people over time came to understand that i wasn't giving away the secret i've never shown an open pot i've never displayed a taurine and then opened it and then removed all the items and and gone into detail about it and and the educated the erudite atr community and that includes almost everybody to love it um centuria ifa nago uh west african practitioners whether they be a con e based voodoo-based or, or not, uh, black witches of course, paganists but, but I'm talking about the erudite, those who are educated those who know what they're looking at, those who know the language, those who understood begin to understand that I wasn't giving up the secrets and just as I do on this show I often speak in very plain English, I don't go off into a whole lot of foreign languages necessarily in the post um, I might give the, the, the real name, the real ethnic representation. I might give an a explanation of what's being viewed, seen. I know I'm buffering, y'all. I'm buffering what's, what's being posted, but I've never violated the codes. Just like Masons don't violate the codes, people who are in, in mystery systems don't violate the codes. And so then it became, you know, or looking in the post. then it became very shallow um, in terms of the, the attack. And, and I say it again as I said before, um, no one's challenging my information. Nobody's challenging what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, uh, they're just challenging how I'm saying it and that it's me, you know, and the environment in which I'm, I'm, I'm saying it in. And, and the fact that so many of you are open to it, are responsive to it are hearing and are taking it in. So I know now that I even have those who come behind me who are now mimicking me in Patreon, in YouTube, in Facebook, you know, in IG, you know, who are now trying to be more internet savvy. And today we're seeing it because of Rona, of course, you know, everybody's in it, Uh, celebrities, comedians, entertainers, uh writers, uh, uh politicians, everybody now is learning um the internet anew because of coronavirus. Everybody's reintroducing themselves to YouTube. So so we anticipate competition with Pani. We we anticipate can I ask you a question real quick. Sure, if but I let me interject- let me get let, yeah, let me get this out first. We anticipate competition with Pani. Um, we just have to check our information.
2: If you have someone who is sincere in wanting to become initiated and they have no funds, how can they do that? Well, just as
1: through a call, if some question is asking me, um, and I know I didn't fully give the response to that, um, you've got to find a teacher you got to find a mentor. you got to find somebody who's legit, who is already within the system. The, the, the thing about that is that there aren't very many who are available. There are those who exist, for instance, in parts of the world where media is not relatively available. The Internet is not relatively available. But for the large part, you you can access almost any tradition authentically, by way of your, your technology. But you can't do that without doing your homework, like what Pani said. Otherwise, you will be beguiled. Whether, whether we're talking about you anticipating a response to a particular plant, herb, or root, are you activating what someone says in social media and expecting to get some kind of real result from that. You know, we see spell work in, in YouTube. We see candle burning in YouTube. We see it in Instagram and, and everybody's working some kind of magic, but there's not a whole lot of rules being followed. It's not a whole lot of protocols being adhered to that someone who knows already can visually latch on to. So someone who doesn't know, Wapani, someone who doesn't know who do occultism, is, is therefore being tricked. So you got to go to your research. You got to go to your book sources. You got to go to your your search engine, and seek out people like myself who are authentically operating in a tradition. And I often say they should have a print. They can't be brand new. It, it can't be, oh, no, I just jumped out of the box today. So you might say, okay, well, I had access to the Internet in 2005. But even then, in Yahoo 360 and Facebook, even today, I get people that go all the way back to elementary school. On my Facebook People that go all the way back to high school On my Facebook My mama is in social media My mama was here on the show So do your mama know you're a witch? Do your grandma know you're a root girl? I ask that question sometimes Facetiously But but seriously Who are these people Who are saying That they are practitioners And where's their footprint? I, I was born in, in spirituality And religion I was born in the church I was born in a black spiritualist church Quickly moved into operating In, in the ministry of music Which allowed me Afforded me to, to hear it from The pew, but also to hear it From the pulpit, to see it From the front, but also to see It from the back And again, me and Wapani were Operating in the spirit realm in Elementary school She and I, I As children, you know what I mean? Travel to other parts of the world, particularly China for some reason. You know, as, as kids, you know, we played around with astral travel and, and, and teleporting your, your spirit uh, to other locations. Um, sometimes those skills come from abuse. Sometimes those skills come out of tragedy. And, and we learn different ways of seeing things, doing things, addressing things. I know the, in, in the unfortunate circumstances of, of rape, you know, we, we know sometimes a person will leave their body. Their, their, their spirit will, will remove themselves from that moment and place and time. So there's a level of, of spirit activity there that, that we learn to harness. And so there are people who can remove themselves. I, I know me and Wapani can remove ourselves spiritually, mentally, emotionally from the moment within seconds. You know, all we need is the cue. All we need is, 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 a all, all we need is a trigger. And I'm out of there. You know, I'm very sensitive to negative and, and, and certain forms of negative. I can smell it. I can sense it. The hair stands up on, on, on my arm. And immediately I, I have to sever that connection. Um, but knowing who to follow, knowing uh, who To go into mentorship, doing your homework about the person. Uh, Every day, email, calls, instant about I've been following you. About I've I've been looking at videos. About I've been looking at footprint. So you gotta clarify the footprint of these people. How long have they been talking about who do root work and, and 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 the like? Uh, even in social media, it's a way to detect that. Um, there are certain apps, certain sites, you know, that will pull up all of your social media footprint in one place. Um, and so you see people go from one identity to another, from one personality to another, yeah. from discussion of one thing to another. Uh, me and, and Tony Bell I like to call them shapeshifters, shapeshifters. We, we see shapeshifters shifters, particularly in Facebook, who come with a strong platform about something, whatever that platform is, and they don't get the likes, they don't get the follows, they don't, don't get the responses that they anticipate. Sometimes it gets even more personal than that, and they get into, you know, word wars with people, cultural battles with people, religious battles with people. You know, they're standing up to defend Dr. York or they're standing up to defend, you know, other controversial figures, you know, and, and they get angry and in their feelings and they get ugly and y'all throw dirt and, and, and cuss each other out, threaten to curse each other and throw roots on each other and then they disappear. And then six months later, seven months later, they come back, new tagline, new username, new image, new look, new identity new user and we call them shapeshifters. <laughs> we call them shapeshifters. I have one in mind in particular. I'm not going to call this name because it's not that deep. I'm not here to cause injury to anyone unless you cross me. Unless you cross me, I'm not here to to cause harm or inj- injury to anyone. I agree with the notion that the buffering is intentional the buffering is conscious. Um, And Wapani and and I and my mother have noticed it in all forms of technology. The idea that we're being listened to, monitored, paying attention to, we don't fear that. We're clearly aware that that's a reality. Uh, But particularly in technology, Wapani and I could be discussing the, the deepest of issues the most controversial of issues and the buffering starts, mm-hmm. the technology issue starts. Even in texting, um, my mom and Wapani and I communicate several times a day sometimes in text. And sometimes it's completely out of order. Or a response that was sent at 1.17 PM US Central Standard Time doesn't show up until three o'clock AM or 4 o'clock a.m. So so the material is completely now out of context. And, and, and some of y'all are too quick to get in your feelings. I don't do that. Uh, I assume always that there's a problem with technology, always. You never know what people really mean in a written text. You never know what's really being said in a written text. So unless it's the most basic thing, the most simplest thing, or, or something that's just really not, you know, severe or urgent, you know, I kind of take it with a grain of salt and and I keep moving. If I think it's important or I'm really not getting it or I really need to understand, I'll pick up the phone and call upon it. I'll pick up the phone and call my mother um, to get clarity. I never assume what I'm seeing in the text is exact, especially if it's something of importance. Because we ourselves, you know, going back to 2005, 2007, began to really notice a consistent pattern, technological glitches and interruptions and breakdowns when important things are being said, are being disseminated. Uh, Wapani, well, are you still with me? Would you agree with that? And the because I'm yes, coming to I,
2: you. Had, I had to make sure my mic was um, on mics, you know, so I, I can hear. Listen, yeah. listen,
1: if I open your mic, you're always on. You just have to mute no, yourself. No,
2: I mean, on my end, I had muted oh, my okay. mic because there was some background noise. Okay. I think that the energy, I, I think that the energy that is in the atmosphere right now is dark. And that dark vibration, everything is energy. So it will touch your communications. It will touch your relationships. If it's made of matter, then it will greet, meet, and push that same vibration back out. So it's all in our technology. It causes dissent in families. There are so many families right now having miscommunication because they think somebody ignored a text. Or, you know, just um, we have to really be cognizant of learn how to feel the atmosphere. Learn how to feel it in your spirit. It's not even physical. It's a knowing. And you will become so aware of what's going on out there. Um, we we have to get to some energy work. And, yeah, that's that's so relevant right now. That's at the top of my list. That's what I think about. When I go to sleep, I think about it. When I wake up, it's always on my mind, this is the perfect time to realign. We're, about to, we're going through a shift, and it's up to each individual. It's, are you going to shift, or are you just going to dissolve down into the dark energy? What do you want to do? Because all of that power is in our hands. We have no clue as to how powerful we are.
1: No, we don't. And, and I would like to add to that, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. A Baby Doll Access said, I feel that if not in the universe, they will be removed. That's how the universe works. They're operating in things they have no real ability. Now she's talking about, um, she's helping respond to Nikki Walker's comment about fake practitioners, because that's really what you asked. Another creative way Walker uh, ended her comment by saying some will continue to read, but without the cards. So now they've had the negative experience. Now they've had the kickback from a spirit realm with that tool, with that knowledge. So now they're moved on to the next thing. Often they move on to the next map or move on to something that they believe is safer, Uh, Less complicated to get into uh, some people dabble with with EFA, for instance, so, so they're trying to provide the look of EFA, Babala, Ian e Ifa uh, but don't have the science behind coal don't have the science behind shells. So over time, they have to give off, give up that label. They have to shed that label. The first side of that is the spirit attachment that come with these tools. The spirit attachment comes with these, these tools. And let me be clear. Almost everything in life has a spirit attachment to it. That is sort of the, the wisdom behind uh, animism, animism, and our indigenous ancestors who, who practice what archaeologists refer to as animism. The ability, the, the understanding that all things in creation inhabit a spirit. All things in creation come from creation, come from nature come from matter, come from wood, water, fire, air, gas, or the earth, or, or the mind. And so therefore, everything has a spirit attachment. Some things have a muted energy, a less uh, a important energy, an energy that's not as strong, that's not as drawing as others, like plastic, for instance, has, has a muted base, low energy. It's not going to hold much of a frequency, uh, if you will. It's not going to hold much of a of, of a program, if you will. But plastic can harbor lower negative energy. You know, arguments, fights, disputes, disruptions can be set up uh, in in plastic. Um, so the tool, Nikki Walker, that they then revert to next. It's often something that they feel is either going to be safer or helps them to avoid uh, some sort of political, cultural, ethno context um, in which somebody can, you know, come and attack them with. Um, Hoodoo practitioners, voodoo practitioners, root workers, phobias are always under attack. Uh, Even the most basic innocent attack of, you know, how real are they? How much do they really know? That sort of attack is constant, whether it's the literal attack, you know, somebody called you, sent it to you directly, sent it to you in the email, post at you, that kind of thing. But also the evil eyes, the people who are looking at your profile, looking at your page, looking at your video, thinking about what you say you are, what you say you represent, and feeling some kind of way about that. So, so there's, there's a person who's watching me right now at 2.15 in the morning who is Christian, who is evangelical, who don't believe none of what we're saying right now, and you're projecting negative energy at me. You're projecting toxic energy at me. And, and so some people might say, but, but it's a film. It's a video. It's not in real time. But, but look at Islamic culture. Look at Muslim culture. Look at Arab culture. Once upon a time, they didn't allow you to photograph them. They didn't allow you to take pictures of them. Their ethnic groups in this America who still won't let you photograph them for the fear of you capturing their spirit, capturing their energy, having something now to focus good feelings or negative feelings onto. And so they understand that there's an energy attachment there. We hold on to grandma's picture. We hold on to the baby's picture. We, we hold on to our children's pictures when they were young because we want to hold on to that moment. We want to hold on to that feeling. We want to hold on to that energy. We want to hold on to that memory. And, and so there are Wapani, dark practitioners, witches, wannabe witches, you know, who are using pictures even people's names, to project negative energy onto them in the desire for negative occurrences to occur, negative occurrences to take place. And there's a degree of power there. There's a degree of energy there. But, But there's no reason to fear. You know, the person who walks righteously, the person who does no one harm, the person who's done you no harm, who's operating innocently, who's operating blindly, can't be bound by you, can't be cursed by you, can't be harmed by anybody. So it's not something that we fear. It's more of mind your business, mind your path, mind your truths, stand up in your truth. It's more the message. Um, Those who do deliberate harm, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Those who, who throw a rock and hide their hand—that's a whole nother story. And even the rock that's thrown, and we don't see the hand, which is often the case in, in, in any instances, whether it's you know a workplace dispute, whether it's in your family or your social structure dispute, and the rock has been thrown, you don't necessarily see the source, you don't necessarily see the hand. We are still able to harness energy, harness power to reverberate that back, to send that back to the door, but also send up a, a shield of protection a, or a protection that prevents that from penetrating, from from passing through. I hope I'm addressing all of my questions, particularly in the chat. Erico 305, <clears throat> forgive me. 305, I'm coming to you right now. Erico 305. Your mic is open. Who's calling and where are you calling from?
4: I'm um, Andrea from Miami.
1: Greetings, Andrea. Greetings, Miami.
4: How are you doing today?
1: All, all is a blessing. All is indeed a blessing. I got food. I got drink. Yes. I have I have smoke. I have all that I need in this present moment in time space. I'm not in fear of running out. I'm not in fear of losing it. I got toilet
4: paper. Let the games continue. <laughs> oh no! I know good spirits, great spirits. That's awesome. Well, um, you know, listening to your um radio blog today, you know, just wondering, you know, um, uh, you're you're so uplifted as you just said with all those blessings, which we all standing here today and on the phone line today. Are blessed because we're here. It's so, so many people here today that that's not here today that can't say what we're saying today. But how do you like the anxiety of the, of the of what's going on right now? Like it's just like I'm 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 at the end, like trying to just understand, like just understand it, period, and not have that anxiety, you know? So just Girl, kind of how to stay calm.
1: Yes, you that you listen. You you talking? You preaching to the choir. You you that's me. Um, and, and with Wapani being present and on the phone and listening, um, that's both easy and hard for me to answer. Uh, because oh, no. Wapani well, know me. Wapani know me from, from childhood on up. Um, she knows my emotional state. She knows when I'm hyper. Mm-hmm. She knows when I'm um, not handling things well. Uh, she knows when I'm being aggressive uh, or, or when I'm being, being a negative. She also is aware of my anger. My childhood conditions, what I grew up in, my path. Right. With. So she would uh-huh. be one of the best people uh, who, who would be able to recognize me operating either in control or not. And oh. she's seen me grow. She's seen me develop. She's seen me acquire skills that keep me in balance, that keep uh-huh. me from falling off the rails, that, that keep me from quitting jobs. Walking out on jobs, moving from location to location, place to place.
4: You've oh,
1: wow. been dealing with everyday normal social interactions and, and encounters with people, um, and, and there's still things that are quick triggers for me, quick triggers for me. But I don't make it real in my okay. world. That's the first thing. I don't make it real in my world. I often compare it to cursing activity, cursing ritual. When you do cursing ritual, the protocol is: is you don't speak that name again, you don't speak mm-hmm. of that person, that entity again, because you're continuing to keep it alive. You're continuing to create and recreate. So the first thing oh. is, I don't go into a state of denial. I remove in the moment my awareness to my response to the triggers you got to choose to be happy in the moment you got to
0: choose oh. to be happy,
1: even if it's in that moment even if it's for right now because really right now it's all we have oh. people say I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time you know i'm taking it one moment at a time one scenario at a time one phone call at a time, from, to tell my phone operators and nine one one operators and, and those kind of people who are who are listening, you might be okay yes. for the first five calls. You know that that sixth call might be the trigger, it might be the one yes. that they push, you know, your button. So in that moment, in any given moment in time and space, you have to be conscious of and have ways of reminding yourself of your truth. Now you yes. might need to write. Again down you might need to journal it you might need to post it up you know in posting notes you know but you need to create a way put put a a string tie ribbon around your finger you need to create ways of memorizing who you are get a crystal (laughs) different crystals or or different stones or different pebbles that represent these truths. Now now once you choose the stone then you got a program the idea, or the thought into it. And you do that by saying it over and over, out loud. You do that by writing it down like we used to do in, in elementary school. Write out 500 times, I love myself. I'm true to myself. I am, you know, whatever your affirmations are, I am calm in this moment. You know, I oh. am, I like to say BP, peace, be peace. And I'm talking uh-huh. to you right now. Be peace. You you ain't got to be nothing else. You ain't got to be right. You don't have to be in charge. You know, just be peace in that moment. Your own peace. And and sometimes we look at it as, you know, peace from a very external perspective. You know, quiet. You know, uh, uh, silent. Um, And sometimes you're in the middle of the storm. So it's not always Mm -hmm. quiet. It's not always silent. Um, Right now, we're in the midst of a storm, very loud storm, Mm -hmm. raging storm, Mm -hmm. but we can't physically hear it. In fact, Mm -hmm. when you you step outside your door, when I step outside on my stoop, it's quiet. It's eerily quiet. All I can hear is my rooster, the chickens, um, you know, in in the neighborhood, a dog every now and then. You know, it's eerily quiet, but those... Those who have ears, let them hear. Those who have eyes to see, let them see. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Some of you step Mm -hmm. out on your street in all that silence and you hear loud noise. Loud, loud, loud noise. Corona has a very loud noise. And the energy that people are expelling and associated with it is loud and aggressive. You can feel it. I know some Mm -hmm. of my peers, talk about it. I call them on the phone. They go out of their way not to talk about it, not to mention Uh it, the monster it at all, but you can feel it. Uh It, 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 It's all all up and through. Just like bereavement. Some people bereave well, if if, if we can say that. I don't know how anyone can bereave, you know, in in a positive way, but you can grieve well and they don't break down and and they're not crying and they don't lose themselves. Right. That energy still is palatable. Mm-hmm. So first you have to be peace. Okay. Someone's with to me right now, beloved, who's in the middle of their own personal storm. And so they right. screaming at you. How do you do that when this is going on? And this is oh, being no. done. You've got to be peace first for yourself. Don't right. don't let the outside weather. The outside people, the outside environment. Change your concept of yourself. Because see, once you change your concept of yourself, that's when you lose it. That's Thank when you God. go off. Please.
2: Okay. Um, I wanted to add right there, how you change that. This is what I do. I suffer from PTSD and I have a lot of anxiety, but people really don't know that because I just keep it than So when I'm in my car, hello? I said you yeah, always appear calm. Yeah, that, that's kind of digital.
1: I said you always appear
2: calm. Exactly. I, you have to learn to visualize. If I'm going down the road and I start having a panic attack, I turn my radio off. And I have seven words. Seven is my number for completion. I have seven words that I begin to repeat loud, out loud in my car. They're affirmations. It could be courage. It could be peace. Whatever you want manifested in that moment, make it a word. You say those words over and over deliberately, courage, peace, presence. Clarity, direction, liberty, peace. And you say them, and then you start to think about each word and feel that. What would it be to, to be that courage? What does courage feel like? And embody that feeling while you say the word. After a while, don't even say it out loud. Now you're saying it in your mind. You're retaining that energy. And once mm-hmm. you keep repeating that, then you see it. You believe it, you feel it, you become it. Okay. That's how you calm your anxiety in, in a moment.
0: Okay. You create and recreate reality.
2: You create and recreate reality.
1: You, you the the reality. She, she said much simpler what I say with a whole lot of words. And, and her mantra was 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 reduced down because when we first start doing mantra, especially when you're new at it. Sometimes they're wordy. Sometimes they have too many words. Sometimes they have trigger words that that you know, like hope and I wish, you know, and, you know that kind of thing. And she reduced yeah. it down to words. And and mm-hmm. with that, expand. Just like she described. Well, what does liberty really mean to you? What, what does liberty okay. look like? What does liberty feel like? What is that reality? And so what she's saying. Is what I say. Create your reality. And if you have to fake it until you make it, and if you don't like the word fake it, use your imagination. Use your imagination. Envision what that is for you, and then sit in it. It's not checking out. It's not a form of denial. It's, It's a way of recreating your reality in the midst of the storm, no matter what the storm is. For me, it's always a blessing. Right, all is a blessing. Those those four words do it for me. But as she mm-hmm. described, it has a whole lot of other words attached to it that you don't immediately hear me say when I say all is a blessing. You know, so right. it, it, it's about how you view that. What is all is a blessing to me at any given moment? You know, particularly in the negative moments, particularly when the anxiety, particularly when the PTSD kicks in, particularly when. It's, when the stuff that we can't necessarily control from the outside, kicks, you got to be able to, willing to create and recreate your reality. And in the time that you can't say it, that you can't find your word, that, that you can't pray, that you can't focus, you know, because you're too angry, you're too emotional, you're too upset, have something, you know, whether it's a cross, an ankh, a crystal, that you program that vibration into so that just the mm-hmm. act of having it, squeezing it, holding on to immediately begins to reverberate those words. By the time Wapani mm-hmm. had said those words a thousand times, by the time I had said uh, all is a blessing a thousand times, it is deeply ingrained. So at certain occasions where I don't have to say all of the blessing out loud, it's automatic. I, I've mm-hmm. done it with some in a phone conversation, and, and you'll say, oh, it's a blessing, before I even have a chance to, because it, mm-hmm. it's in the air. It, it's now in the air. So, so find a color, find a stone, find, find a, 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 a amulet that, that you wear, and program your peace into it. Program your tranquility into it, as a tool of reminder, as, as a, tra- a charged tool to help you to remember at any given time who you are. Wapani describes who she is when she recites those seven words. That's who I see. That that's the Wapani that I know. Mm-hmm. Of course she's many more things and much more colours than just those seven words. But but I see mm-hmm. those seven words. She is and walks in and becomes those seven words. But if you have to fake it, if you have to use your imagination in the moment to find your peace, do so. I'm also seeing another topic I brought up early on, Keona, that connects back to what you're you're saying or asking about um, is partners, you know, whether they're married or or, or lovers or or roommates, you know, now cooped up together in a house and people are learning their family members differently. Um, and, And sometimes that's not always positive. Um, and, and now, how do you deal with the stress and the energy around people that you love, but people that you you want relationship with? Um, the same techniques have to kick in. You have got to have a sacred space. Uh, that's one of the tools that I teach um, my godchildren, my clients, my initiates. You got to have a sacred space, even if it's in the confines of your head. Use your imagination. Give it life. Give it pillows. Give it wallpaper. You know, give it structure, give it candles, give it incense. If you can't physically be in your sacred space, create one in your mind, in your heart that you can then retreat to in the moment of stress, in the moment of Mm -hmm. distress, when the negative, you know, starts to come to the surface. And in the event that um, you're active with other people in the moment, then you've got to stop. Now, now right now, unless we're talking about people in your house, I'm going to assume that, you know, we're talking about energy that you can absorb through the phone or through the computer or through the chat. Um, I'm blocking people right now. (laughs) I'm putting people on pause right now. I'm muting people right now who are projecting energy, conversation, conversation. That, that that is not conducive to my health and my well-being in this present moment and time space. Now, annually, I go through and unblock everybody, you know, and and sometimes, you know, in the fall I might unblock some people on Facebook. But right now I'm blocking and removing, you know, silencing, putting on mute, letting the call go to the voicemail. There's some people that are just too negative, too hot, You know, anytime I talk to them, so their call automatically goes to the voicemail, um, and then I decipher from that energy how to respond. Um, There are others that right now, you know, I'm answered every time they call, every time they call, because right now their energy is in a very different place, and I can work with that. So limit your exposure to toxins. Limit your exposure to bad energy. Limit your exposure to, to the people, places, and things um, that are also triggered um, to, to this to this energy for you, beloved. Right.
0: That makes sense. You that sense. If you have questions or comments, please call in at
1: 845 277 845 You can just listen, but you can also press the number one. On your telephone keypad and also bring you into the conversation. Now, Carl, your your mic is open. If you want to, you can mute yourself so that we don't hear your background noise. But if you have another question or comment, um, just unmute yourself and just come on back into the conversation and I'll respond.
0: Okay. Chat
1: room. Um, some people can't type in capitals, Wapani. Um, some people, for whatever reason, are locked out in typing in capital. So make sure you use correct punctuation, um, question marks, um, question marks, and uh, quotation marks so that I can um, identify the questions in the chat. Nikki, Mark, Nikki Walker, I see you talking about feeling that energy in the, in the market. Now, why are you in the market? And particularly right now, where are you located? And, and why are you in the market? Um and why are you exposing yourself to people right now, beloved? Uh, I, I Nikki Walker, I need some I need some answers from you about that. H- help me out here. I'm looking for my questions uh, Blog Talk Radio in the chat and my capitalized comments.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um yes, earlier I had Earlier I had touched on I really wanted to talk about The power in the blood Because most people see that as You know there is physical power You know it, it helps on a physical level But there's a metaphysical Power in our blood Can you touch on that
1: Yes And and I want to be clear Power in the blood You're not talking about Jesus right now um, No But you're talking about um, our blood, our life force, you know, that, that runs through our veins. Many listeners have already heard me say that science continues to advance on their awareness and knowledge about biology, humanity, um, but particularly our blood, our DNA, uh, how things operate um, in that regard. And so, one of the newest uh, evidences that, that science is now uh, pushing and promoting is the awareness that ancestral memory survives in our blood. But it's not just ancestral memory that's standing up, you know, what your great grandparents favored or, or did not favor, what what their experiences um, left as a footprint on them, what they ate, where they lived, the amount of stress uh, that, that they had to, to live under. Uh, but there's also in our blood, great potential, untapped potential for healing, self-healing, self-growth, self-actualization actualized that first begins at the organic level, what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're, where we're, what we're partaking in our body. Um, Adama Alehi, uh, uh, thanks and praises to Adama uh, from Georgia, used to say on her podcast, you know, the, the eating and the consuming of, of the dead carcasses car, dead carcasses of animals, the pus and mucus of cows and chickens, artificial death synthesized that ultimately does not produce life in our body. Uh, not only health, strength, renewal physically, but also that spirit power, that mental power that we need to operate every day. Uh, We cannot feed our children garbage and expect them to function at school, to to have great behavior, uh, to manifest great mannerisms, to retain the information uh, if they're not eating healthy, if they're not getting proper rest, if they're not getting uh, appropriate sleep. So we always have to start there. We always have to start, you know, at, at that holistic level. How are you feeding your blood? How much sugar is in your blood? How much fat is in your blood? Um, Sometimes um, we can attribute health complications, the development of health complications, right back to spiritual blocks, blocks at the fifth chakra, blocks at the fourth chakra, blocks within your your gut, uh, past trauma, past abuse, uh, PTSD, all of that is now being imprinted in your blood and on your blood. And we know that our blood has the ability to create and recreate itself. Our atoms and molecules have the ability to to, to divide and and subdivide and create and recreate themselves. Um, All of our our, uh, cells in our body are created and recreated and regenerated every seven years. So yes, we're on this progressive uh, pattern of aging, of maturing, of, of getting older, of getting better, uh, of having a longer life on the planet. Uh, but our cells are still, even at the older ages, struggling to create and recreate themselves by what we eat, by what we drink, but also by what we expose ourselves to, the information we expose ourselves to, the noise we expose ourselves to, the sounds that we expose ourselves to, the energy that we expose ourselves to. So we find a lot of behaviors, for instance, with older people. Uh, They speak slower. They tend to be maybe more quiet, even if they, you know, are perfectly healthy. Uh, But their mind is changing and how they're processing things and how they're looking at things, the amount of time they put into the answer before they respond, the amount of wisdom that they put into the answer before they respond, and the energy necessary for that uh, from the body changes with age. So it's absolutely um, critical to look at what we're taking in literally and figuratively, what we're eating, ingesting, and how we expect that to show up in real-world time in result-oriented work in our physical bodies, but also how we eat, how we drink, what we listen to, what we take in, and then how that actualizes in our lives, in our bodies uh, as well. The danger of the wannabe practitioners that we talked about earlier, uh, claiming spirit attachments, claiming the ability to to communicate with the dead, claiming the ability to, to, to see the past and the future, is that their own demonstration, and I say this with Wapani standing right here listening, their own demonstration either speaks to the truth of that or not, either speaks to how they're applying that in their own lives or not. And so the messy tarot card reader can only interject messiness, can only project messiness in their work. It might be not be direct. It might not be something you can see right away. The consultation might not be a great deal of hearing them talk about themselves they might be talking about you a great deal of, of, of the reading, but it's being filtered through their experience. It's being filtered through their wisdom. It's being filtered through their own demonstration at any, any given moment in time and space. Um, so we got to be careful about standing in our truth, but also educating our truth. You know, doing our homework, be willing to, to, to read the Bible. Be willing to read the ingredients, be willing to look at the ingredients of ourselves, be willing to look at the label that often people see on us that we don't see on ourselves, and to really be sure that we're standing in our truths, operating in our truths at at any given moment, whether it's our diet and our health or our spirit demonstration, our spiritual uh, demonstration. So people's energy sticks to us j- just like our food energy sticks to us. We we've all heard grits stick to your ribs. We've all heard you know mashed potatoes st- stick to your ribs. Now we know that's not a literal thing. We know it ain't food tucked up you know in here under underneath our, our or you know attached to our rib cage. Um, underneath the, our, our epidermis, our skin is what I was trying to say. But it, it speaks to the energy, the energy that we get from certain foods that stay with us longer, that carry with us throughout the day, that where our sugar levels are, are not fluctuating. It, it, it's a reference to that. So we want our spiritual food to stick to our ribs. We want our spiritual food not to be doku not not to be the placebo effect not to be just feel good in any present moment in time space so shifting that energy around requires your imagination and, and we have either we have either given over imagination to the realm of children or, or foolishness or we have given over the realm of imagination only to artisans you know using your imagination create a new design, to create the new painting, to create the new book. But I want to remind you that God gifted us our imagination for a reason. And it's one of the closest tools to spirit that we need that's required in order to move into true, authentic spirituality. And, and that's your ability to use your imagination. You have to be able to create and recreate. You have to be able to imagine. You have to be able to envision good or bad, light or dark. You have to be able to see clearly in order for consciousness to to, to develop, to grow, and to be to be real. On a literal sense, our eyes are just a piece of machinery, are just a tool by which we then interpret what we're seeing through through our powerful brain, through that. Uh, membrane, that 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 uh organ that sits just beneath our skull it, it, that computer the
2: pineal gland
1: the pineal glands gland and 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 all of the the compartments within uh our brain that affect what we see that fill in the blanks of what we see you might see in social media every now and then um word games where The letters in the body of the word have been all scrambled up. But the first letter and the ending letter still remain in place. And all the other grammatical rules are in place. So some people are able to look at that scrambled up text and see what the real original text is. While others might not see that. So our ability to see and stand in our truth is really contingent on our own ability to be clear. To be whole, to be healthy. Our health can affect how we see. Our health can affect how how we feel. And so everything has been filtered through that. So we gotta talk more about what we're eating. We gotta talk more about what we're putting in in our body. We've gotta discuss more veganism and vegetarianism and and healthy living, also as, as, as part and partial to revolutionary hoodoo. New Orleans food and secrets and recipes. I don't know how far. I, I, need,
2: I need. I need to take my leave.
1: Please, all is a blessing. Do as you can and do as you will, beloved.
2: It's been a pleasure. And uh, peace.
1: Peace and blessing. And I appreciate everyone who's been with us, stuck with us for two hours. Here on Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Food and Secrets and Recipes, on both blog, on both Blog Talk Radio, and also on YouTube Live. Of course, my Blog Talk Radio open lines are still open for people who are already on the phone lines. If you are already on the phone lines, you will you'll remain until we end the show. You'll remain uh, even after I end the live YouTube. Uh, Typically, at the end of the show, I play voodoo music, uh, and people enjoy that. I also want to take the time. to say The phone lines are open 15 minutes before every show. So at 1.45 is when I call in. So people who call in at 1.45, between 1.45 and the top of the hour at 12 noon, U.S. Standard Time, are hearing my voodoo music, much like what I play at the end of the show. So you will remain on the phone lines now, even though people will not be able to call in now uh, until my next broadcast. But if you wish to ask a question, have a comment, have a request, please press the number one on your telephone keypad and I'll bring you right in. Uh, area code uh, 305, your mic is still open. So all you have to do is mute yourself if indeed you have a question or a comment in the show and just jump right on in. Otherwise, my live chat is still rolling on YouTube Live. That's youtube.com forward slash Voodoo Ty. B-O-O-D-O-O-T-Y-E. Please jump right on in with your questions or comments. If you can type them in all capital letters, please do so. If you're being prevented from typing in all capital letters, make sure you use appropriate Um, um, uh, quotation marks um, and question marks, punctuation, appropriate punctuation so that I can see and respond to you appropriately um, in the live chat. I certainly do appreciate the time, the energy, the love, the knowledge that's shared in this sacred space, this squared circle of gods and goddesses each and every day at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time here on both Block Talk Radio and of course YouTube Live. Yeah, those um, wannabe practitioners—they they just don't know what they're asking for. Often, when they step into uh, this space, it, it's a lot of work on the real. It's a lot of energy on the real. It's a lot of spirits and, and energy attachments uh, on the reel that any legitimate practitioner has to encounter, let alone the, the wannabes. Thank you, Baby Doll Access, for being present and showing up and showing out. Um, I certainly appreciate you and your comments uh, and your love and, and energy here in the space. I'm scrolling to make sure I haven't missed questions. I haven't missed comments. Thank you so much, um, Buffy Cooper uh, Peterson, for your comments and your love and your your support uh, as shows up in the chat. Thank you, Tanya uh, Chapman or Tanya Chapman. I I appreciate you and your comments for being present. Keisha Smith, I hear you uh, about getting in your feelings. You know, some of us, to a greater degree than others, have to really learn how to navigate getting into our feelings. Uh, As always, I I, I strongly suggest journaling. Journaling helps us to separate our our ideas and our thoughts and our dreams and our visions uh, from real-world activity, but also gives us a a place to see it, a place to see our thoughts, our ideas, and then reference that and compare that to real-world activity. Uh, And so I I write about my feelings. I, I write about my thoughts i write about my, my moods so that I can distinguish that. Yay, yay, macum, greetings, beloved, so that I can uh, distinguish that in, in the chat. I can distinguish that, not in the chat, I can distinguish that from the inner chat, the inner language, spirit language that, that are being spoken uh, at any given, given time or space. I'm trying to read my my live rolling chat at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah McCool. I hear I hear you being instructed by spirit not to not to operate in the realm of cards. And and in all honesty, I had almost a decade of, of time that I had many decks of cards that I could not use, wasn't allowed to use. Um, really had to grow into the one or two decks that at any point that I would eventually uh, start to use. But people underestimate the power of paper uh, and and the power uh, behind your tarot cards and and your oracle cards and and all the new uh, names uh, that they are masked behind today, that they are, are presented behind today. I'm looking for your questions, your comments, your requests. If I don't find any, I'm going to move forward and find me something to eat. I've probably been up since about 530 this morning. I have not eaten. Um, I drank coffee. Um, I love my coffee. The ancestors love coffee. The, the, the spirit of coffee. But I haven't eaten. Um, so I will if I'm not getting much activity in the chat. Thank you, Mom, for being present. I really love you and appreciate you for being a part of the show, uh, for being active in the chat, uh, for showing up. I appreciate you. I want to thank Wapani again and wish her a happy birthday uh, along her journey. Uh, Keisha Smith, I see you responding about my comments about the trickery with, with the text. Yeah, it's an ongoing problem. And I appreciate you all. Thank you, Buffy Buffy Cooper, for being president. I'm going to move forward. My sugar and my diabetes and my stomach is now. Um, if I don't have any other questions or comments in the chat, okay, uh, who do occultism? I see you raising your hand, beloved. Greetings, beloved. Hey. What's your you
3: question? Um, I just wanted to know um, some simple things. Um, For Spiritual baths Cleansing your
0: arms
1: Just something simple Now What I'm going to say is going to sound simple It might even sound a little bit Corny but it's the truth uh, I would start at your Garden store Or really your local grocery store Now normally That would be my answer Right now it's a little different Because we all own this Lockdown. We all will miss stay at home. Uh, we all have this curfew thing that's going on. So, if you can order your plants and your herbs offline, do so. So, I would look at Lowe's, I would look at Home Depot, I would look at your gardening outlets, I would look at your local groceries that often stock edible, usable herbs. Herbs that are often going to be used in cooking, like your mint, mm-hmm. and your rosemary, uh, stevia. Uh, for instance, oregano, basil, but these are also mm-hmm. very basic, very safe plants coming into holistic medicine, holistic awareness, holistic health. Mm-hmm. It involves both the body and the spirit. So those are great plants to start with. Um, very okay. parts give me a different response. Um, for instance, I like the flowers. I like the flowering tops of the basil. Of the mint, those are my favorite parts, especially for medicinal purposes, especially for spiritual purposes. If I'm going to be making teas, tinctures, uh, of spiritual baths, uh, of things of that of that nature. Now the leaves work well, um, and, and to some degree, there's still going to be a certain amount of stem that you're going to break up, great into into your spirit bath. Uh, but that's where I would start: rosemary, peppermint. You know, those are great general cleansing baths. Um, I do use, to some degree, sometimes commercial products like Dr. Bonner peppermint, like Dr. Dr. Bonner almond uh, flavor. So I might add just a capful or a little bit more of that into my spirit bath. Epsom salt is always great for drawing out things physically, but also what we do have to for to draw out. Um, be Jeremiah. careful about stopping up your plumbing. Be careful about not using uh, a, a tea strainer or a pair of pantyhose or, or, or the right <laughs> um, apparatus, because you don't want all these herbs mm-hmm. and seeds and, and 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 whatnot in your drains, clogging uh, up your drains. I also like to use. Um, you know my viper, my my mixers. You know, and so I chop up, you know, my my uh, my root, my gregree, my herbs, if you will, and then put them in, in mm-hmm. the container, or, or boil them and strain mm-hmm. them, and then pour the tea into the bath. So again, you now don't have all that extra matter, you know, to have to clean up afterwards out of your out of your tub about um, mm-hmm. saying you want your tub to be clean, you want the bathroom to be clean you want the environment around the spirit bath to be clean you want the air to be clean so you might open a window you might open a door um, you, you might burn your, your, your smudging product, your sage uh, your cinnamon, your frankincense and myrrh, you might play spiritual music, you might play ritual, drumming music you might play soupy music uh, while you're doing your your bath. You want to have a prayer, a chant, a mantra while you're doing your bath so that you can release. If you, if you want to, you can literally speak the things that you want to release or the things you're trying to uh, draw or attract or in the course of your spiritual bath. Depending on what type of bath you're doing, you might add just a little bit of apple cider vinegar. I'm um, removing a block, removing up negative energy. Um, so you might start adding some stronger things, you know, garlic, a little bit of vinegar, apple cider vinegar. You you now amp up the heat of, of some of the items that you might use. And you want to be careful about hot things, you know, peppers, you know, uh, uh, chemicals, you know, things of this nature, because it is spirit bath. And so, uh, if you're dipping your whole body, if you're bathing your whole body, you're exposing, you know, even your genitals, you know, to your wash. So, you got to be conscious of what you're using, you know, what's hypoallergenic, what you don't necessarily respond well to. Um, Don't just randomly start, you know, mixing things up. Keep it simple, keep it basic. People are using their spring water you know, which is great. People are using their, their holy water. People are using their uh, sanctified oil. You can add you know, your prayer oil also to your bath, to your mix. Uh, just keep it simple. Just keep it simple. And, and know that there is spirit operating with you when you do your spirit bath. So, so always acknowledge spirit. Always have a prayer, or a chant, a mantra, something to say. Set a vibration. Just like I pray over my water. I breathe over my water. Set a vibration with your voice, with your mouth as you do your spirit dance. If you
3: have one more, if you have um, time for one more question, um, I'm willing to ask. If you don't, that's okay. I'm
5: willing to
1: talk as long as people have questions. I'm willing to talk as long as people are active in the conversation. Okay. Okay.
3: King, okay, so I'm walking down the street, and I, you know, minding my business. And next thing you know, um, a snake pop out in front of me. Um, could you go over animal totems a little bit? Now you, in, you're
1: trying to prevent, of animal totems. You're trying to present two things to me. Um, first, you started off with you know you're walking away you know along your way along your journey, and this snake jumps out. That doesn't make it a problem That doesn't immediately okay. make it a problem you, okay. You're in the woods. You're in a rural area. You're in the country. You're in a suburb It's it's going to be animals. Um, so be sure that you're not operating in in a in the old world mindset, Babylon. That you know, we shouldn't have nature in our environment. See, The Western culture says we should not have nature in our environment. So we pollute our yard with oxen to kill the herbs, to, to kill the rice in the, in the seeds of the ground. We, we put up a fence to either keep our dogs in or to keep other animals and wildlife out. So in the West, we have a very unhealthy relationship to, to animals, to nature, to the spirit realm. Now in the second part of your question was, I separate from the first part, you know, the snake just just jumping out. Um, animals are totems, do have an energy. Mom, I'm going to end the show momentarily, um, maybe ten minutes. Um, animals do have a totem, do have an energy, do project a, a sign or a symbolism that shows up in our dreams, that shows up in our art and our, our creative work. Uh, that can show up physically in the in the real world, but 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 be sure you're separating the organ. You know, if I'm walking, hell, if I go out in my backyard at two o'clock in the morning, I anticipate I'm going to see a possum, a raccoon, you know, and maybe there is a snake out there and I just don't see it in the dark. So don't assume that that's your animal totem presenting itself. Now, if the animal does something unusual, we might have to look at that. If your dog is walking backwards, we might have to look at that. If, if the snake rolls up, you know, or, or, or is in association with other signs and symbols, then we might have to look at that. And that's why I say keep a journal. So note the snake. Just write that down. But be sure you don't lose contact With what I was doing Where I was at What was going on in my life What happened the day before What what ultimately happened after that Before you deduce that it's a total Before you deduce okay. that it's a, a sign um, Snakes Going back to the Bible You know Represent wisdom Knowledge But like my obia They represent the the acquisition of power or, or knowledge and then the direction of that. The utilizing of that power, either either for harm or, or for good. Uh, we know that we use venom for, for harm or for good. The snake c- can kill you with the venom. Humans can take the venom and then, and then use it for harm. But we also know that they take it and, and use it for good. The, the snake also represents um, uh, control. So when we look at the story of Moses, for instance. I, I read a book that said Moses was really Akhenaten. But that's another yeah. story. That's, that's another show. Uh, but but the story says that, you know, in competition with the Magi, you know, he threw down his serpent, his stick, his staff. it turned into a serpent. The Magi suggesting that it's magic, that it's an illusion, were also able to throw down their stick and, and, and produce Serpents. But then the story goes a step further and says that Akhenaten staff, Moses' staff, ate up the, the serpent that the Magi were able to produce or to duplicate. So it, it, it speaks again to a duality of healing and harm, weaponry, but also medical, medical tools. You know, a surgeon's knife could be viewed as weaponry, it's sharp, it cuts both ways, but it's also a tool in the, in the right hand. So the, the serpent symbolism can also represent ego. Uh, we see it on warrior and in warrior-like environments, but it can represent ego. It can represent danger. Don't tread on me. That doesn't necessarily mean that the, the serpent is inherently dangerous though Christianity tries to sort of plan it that way through the Adam and Eve and and the serpent in the garden and and sort of give the serpent and then turn, you know, the serpent is representative of Satan somehow or or, or the devil. And so it has set up this negative representation of the serpent historically throughout time. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of negative connotations about serpents and and the color of serpents and, and, the, and the representation of, of, of serpents. I think in a, in a more indigenous setting and in a more hunt, hunter-gatherer setting, you would want to know what's poisonous and what is not, what is edible and what is not. As demonstrated earlier in the show, some of that darkness around the symbolism is it, meant to create fear. And at the to remind us, this is otherwise
0: dangerous.
1: We've gotten comfortable, for example, with, with our You know, gas you know, even a gas uh, in, in certain scenarios. You know, and we're talking about that. We let our kids you know now. We are all patients. We fear yeah. People fear, you know, that weren't all comfortable with it. So the serpent symbolism, is about now about wisdom or reverse a misuse of control and power. And so there's always that warning that you can get hit. That this might turn on you might affect you. Uh, the snake can move in any direction, you know, can, can be moving away from you, but then it's coming back to you, in, in a matter of moments, all the that we associate in uh, both earth, land, we might say in the air. Though, though um, there's only one uh, type of serpent that I'm aware of that flies or glides through the air, but they can jump and tree, you know. So, so there's that a uh, mobility on both land and air. See, you know. Um, And the fire is implied in in the bite, implied in in, in your breath breath nature. So there are all kinds of ways to look at animal toast, animal spirits, and how they show up. Just like horoscopes, just like the odoo on your head, it is going to have both negative and positive connotations. Too many people, not you, beloved, but too many people latch on to the ocean and only see ocean For what they view as positive traits—sweetness, gold, honey, yellow, joy, happiness, wealth, prosperity, love, sex—but they don't consider the negative that's inherently attached to almost all of that. You can eat too much Mm -hmm. sweet. You can take in too much wealth and prosperity. You can become greedy. You can become selfish. You, you can become self-oriented in way. healthy way. Uh, some of you know that when Oshun mounts, when she comes on the ceremony, often she turns her back to the crowd. She doesn't look at, at the crowd. She might look at you through her mirror, you know. She might cry when, when she's happy, um, when she's angry. She might she might cry, you know, a laugh when she. I'm sorry, she might laugh when she's angry. She might cry. Um, when she's happy, she she might do uh, things that don't necessarily line up with logic in the moment. And we as all have that ability, all have that flexibility, all have those multiple people that stand up in us, not just the image, the person that we try to project out into society, that we try to project out to our religious group or our sorority or fraternities. Or even to our family sometimes. We can project one image to our family and then get online and set up a whole other username, a whole other identity, and and say that I'm real. This is me. I just want to keep my family separate. Well, well, I don't do that. I I don't block my mama from accessing my social media because I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't say in the presence of my mother. I'm not demonstrating anything that I wouldn't demonstrate in the presence of my mother. So, so I how many of you mama know you a practice? How many of y'all daddy know you you a black witch that's who offering services? And I say it with a degree of shady. Because many of you know there's no truth there. Many of you know that this is just something that you put on for social media. It's not really a part of your everyday existence. It's not really a part of who you are. And so, um, I know I'm all over the place, but, be, yeah, be careful about your animal totems. Um, animal totems are important. also want to note that not everybody shows up in animal totems. I don't have an animal totem. Me and Tony now have gone back and forth for years about this. I've got a whole bunch of other stuff, and many of you do, too. You know, elves, gnomes, fairies. I, I know a couple of werewolves. I know many vampires, you know and parasitic uh, entities, but everybody does not necessarily have an animal totem. And that does not mean that you can't maneuver in and out of your animal nature. all, all humans have that ability and, and And let me remind you, we've been through every state of evolution from bacterial life to to insect life to to, to life that crawls on the ground. She have that. And when we look at him, so, we discuss reincarnation and people coming back as animals, coming back as, animals, people coming back as other things in, in organic life, in organic matter. It also resonates with our ability to see and hear and see. We have certain characteristics that are very insect-like. We, we feel certain things. Our hairs up on our in response to certain energies, to certain frequencies. You might say we get that from our insect ancestors. There are certain things that we have carried on from our Neanderthal ancestors. Understand the humans evolved in Africa, the humanoid. The Neanderthals evolved from outside of Africa, from, from other regions of the world, and eventually mixed eventually made it together to create sort of humanity that we know today. So some of us exhibit more Neanderthal behaviors than others, uh, particularly men. Y'all got a lot of Neanderthal behavior that often shows up, comes to the surface. So we also exhibit insect behavior, beloved, in in your philosophy of of animal totems. We also exhibit bacterial behaviors, parasitic You know, and and, and again, we can't always assume the negative. There are negatives and positives about these characteristics that have kept us alive, that have have been incorporated in our survival kit for living as human beings, but also as spirit beings. So there are some of you who operate in, in parasitic behavior, for instance, because it brings you a result. You know, it gets you fed or, or it gets you what you need. Some of you are great at begging. Some of you are great at getting money from people. Some of you are great at getting people to help you out, to come to your aid, to come to your defense, to come to your need at, at any given time. And now they go fund me. You know, I get to study that because y'all know I study people. I get to study that, you know, in real time on the Internet, you know, what people respond to. You know, have you noticed the animal commercials lately? And they have human-like characteristics um, who do occultism, you know, and and, and the dogs almost look like they're crying, you know, or the dogs almost look like they, you know, are are emitting or emoting human emotion, you know, within some of these commercials. And that's by design. They, They want to pull at your heart. They want to pull at those of you who are most sensitive, to, to animals mm. or to children in some cases in terms of the children commercial. Uh, I've looked at the change in the feed-the-hungry commercials from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to, to the feed-the-hungry commercials that we see today. And you rarely see an adult in the last year in a feed-the-hungry commercial. You see little kids, deformed kids, malnutrition, it, it, you know, kids exhibiting signs of malnutrition. But you rarely see an adult, and you rarely see the village displayed in those commercials because they are consciously pulling at certain triggers that all of us have. And so we see that in the spirit realm. We see that in religion. We see that in the church. These prosperity ministers know that some of you are only concerned about wealth, are only concerned about greed, are only concerned about money, are only concerned about ha- having, and so they pump that up. They feed that spirit, that end, and then those gin are released from that conversation. Those gin are then released in that in that environment, and they, they go home with you. They, they haunt mm-hmm. you. They wake you up at night. They, they they tap you on your shoulder. You know you should have that. Why you never got that, and you ain't got that. You know, you start noticing how many people got new cars. You start noticing that, you know, people that's got something, you know, that you might not have or, or might want to have. And and now you're operating in gym. Now you gotta depend yeah. on your Yeah. And, and you're responding you, to it. We get enough feelings. Go ahead, beloved. You and you your Virgo bag
3: right now. <laughs> I, I like I I don't see the world and the way you do like for us, like you're so detail detail oriented like no stone left unturned almost with you where i just skip over stuff like sometimes um i skip over um the important details and then the, i I'll skip over the small details and study the main things and then go back to the small details later.
1: Now, let, let, let me give you a different way of looking at it. How do you know it's a small detail if it's small and you skip over it? How do you know the truth is not being hidden in the small detail? Look at your pack of cigarettes. The warning <laughs> is it's one of the smallest things on the pack. Okay. Look, look at your medications. Look, look, look you know. The warning is is the one that's often (laughs) from, even even a a bottle of cold medicine now, and this is the new trick. now you got to peel the label. And if you don't peel that label off, it's a whole bunch of information that's sandwiched inside that label that even on a bottle (laughs) of cold medicine is visible on the outside. So how do you know when you skip the small stuff that you're not skipping bigger stuff that's being hidden in small stuff? That that's yeah. being tucked away in the small stuff. And, and let me say this, beloved, it ain't just you. It's a generational thing. Um, I want to say it happened after my generation. It happened after Wapani's generation, it, it, the the 80s babies, going into the 90s, is when that became a cultural phenomenon. You know, back in the day, let's say that the let me let me let me lay a foundation here first. Understand, technology in, in, in the relative speaking of things is new. It's new. That, that goes back to my grandma's generation. So the 40s, the 50s, the 60s is when we start seeing plastic technology, um, oil technology that, that allowed them to produce other things, transistor radios, toys, uh, the magic uh, eight ball that you used to shake up and tell your fortune. Uh, the, the plastic genie bottle uh, that, that you would get your fortune out of and smoke would come out of the top. I'm talking about stuff from the 70s. Um, I want to name certain labels, certain brands that we saw on TV commercials constantly. Tyco is one of them. Tyco toys, Tyco electronics. So the idea of reading a small print, doing things, using things that that aren't archaic, you know, that haven't been passed down through the family, you know, like cooking, for instance. So my mama used Mm -hmm. a certain flour and a certain mix when she make her cornbread or when she bake her cake or when she make her croquettes, you know, her fried fish, you know, and and that's passed down. So to some degree, there isn't no rule book. There isn't no fine print, you know. But when we think of technology, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the introduction of technology you know, Aunt Jemima, you know, your cake is in a box. Your pancake is in a box. Now we got fine print. Now we got details that we got to pay attention to. Now there's refined sugar and added trans fat and added dextrolose and and all these alphabets that we can't pronounce in the food. And that's in fine print, beloved. That's in the Mm -hmm. smallest print on the box. So we can't carry that because it's not your fault. It's not that you just lazy or, 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 or you deficient. It's none of that. You, you're, you're operating culturally appropriate to what has been presented to your generation leading up to your birth and, and then years after your birth. It, it's, it's a program. And so we now, you know, order stuff offline, you know, and, and, and get it home, take it out the box, and, and, and don't read no instructions. Cell phones. I got an iPhone for the first time, iPhone eleven, you know, about a month ago. ain't no direction at all in the box. You know, how to take it out the box, how to turn it on. You know, they call it the quick start instruction. But ain't, ain't nothing in there really. So yeah. we're not only being programmed not to pay attention to the fine details. We're we're being programmed not to even look for it, not to even care, or to assume. If I can instantly use you as an example, or to assume that the details must not be important, uh, otherwise they would be capitalized. Uh, otherwise, they would shout it out at me. And so that's how our, our, our pastor, our minister, our Bob allows, who you see in, in, in Instagram and in social media, they're shouting at you. Hey, I know you want permanent love. Hey, I know you want to hit the lotto. You know, it's over here. I got that elixir. I, I got that magic spell. You know, hit, hit me up on my cash app. They're shouting at you. My now, I might be talking loud. I, I might be a little aggressive, but my style ain't to shout it. I speak in a soft, still voice. I speak consistently. I say the same thing consistently. There are people now that's been watching me since 2005. You know my message is consistent. And then over time, you either buy into it or, or you do your research and you decide that there's some truth to it, and then you step into it. I, I don't, I'm i not calling me now. Call me now for your future and your blessing. Call me now. That ain't me. Come get your pranker chip. That, that ain't me. Call me now for your quick money uh, 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 Grigory bag. That, that ain't me. And the reality is it's not real. Usually, usually, it's never real. Now, Now, when we think about fast food, over-the-counter medication, how real is that really? Really. And particularly in the case of fast food. Are you really getting fast food? Is it really food at all? How real is your meat? How real is your bread? How real are the ingredients? for your fast food? And then how healthy is it? How does it show up in your body? Okay, now over the counter medications is a little bit different because in some of those cases, there's real medicine, real codeine and other you know stuff in the medicine and you can hurt yourself. You can hurt yourself. Just think about all this small fine print on, on the cold, cold and flu bottle that people do not read Some of you are just turning up the bottle. You don't even use the cap. You don't even use a teaspoon anymore. And people are over medicating themselves. Um, Tasha Love, remember Queenie Farmer? That's how Queenie Farmer died. Queenie Farmer's YouTube channel is still up, by the way. E-Farmer, I-F-A-M-A, Queenie Farmer. Queenie Farmer died because she had a cold or the flu, and she was taking too much cold and flu medication. And so she was lightheaded, dizzy. She was disoriented, and she fell and hit her head on a piece of furniture and died. So I know Dang. the danger over the counter medication. Even aspirin. Aspirin can kill you in, in the right doses. Aspirin can harm you, c- certain people who, who might even have resistance to, uh, allergies to. So we got to pay attention to the to the fine print, especially when it matters. Especially when it matters. Even a rubber ball got fine print on it. You know, something as be simple as no moving parts, but it's got all kind of warnings on it because the manufacturers trying to protect their legal ass. So products have all kind of warnings on it that seem nonsensical. You know, I, it, it kills me when the commercials come on. Do not take this. This this medication. If you're allergic to this medication, well, how the hell do I know I'm allergic to the big Tarby or or whatever it is that they advertise? If I ain't never taken it, (laughs) (laughs) and they start over, do not take this. Celebrate. You know, if you're allergic, because they're trying to protect their legal ass. They're trying to protect people coming back and saying, you know, there was no warning. I had no idea that I would have any kind of allergic reaction or response, yada yada to this product. And there are certain people who are law savvy, who are lawsuit savvy, who who got lawyers on speed dial and that's all they do is sue people and and line up to sue people. Um, So spirituals have to be careful. Your herbalists have to be careful. You know, your wannabe witches have to be careful. Uh, It's been in the media, witches, People who practice Palo, you know, voodoo practitioners, you know, end up in the media for, for doing harmful things to people without considering the professional ramifications that come with doing any kind of specialized trade, gift, you know, service in a professional manner. So you might not have to carry a license to be a psychic reader, but you're crossing into an arena where you can hurt people emotionally, mentally, sometimes physically, depending on, on, on the right, set up. And so we have to be careful. We have to be careful, beloved. Um, who do occultism? Didn't you say you had another question? Um, no, I, um, I
3: had another question.
0: I, I know, had I'll another. Talk, th- okay,
3: okay, yeah, yeah. It, the the thing you were saying about uh, Oshun um, And People Like you say it, It's Orisha romanticism um, This girl just randomly Posts and I'm not saying it is or is But this get, girl randomly posts on Facebook Beyonce is Oshun And I'm
1: like Now uh, yeah, why First of all have never, till this day, publicly admitted any involvement with Lukumi at all. She's never said it was Lukumi, it was Santeria, it was Voodoo. I, I was trying to put, she's never said any of that. And artists borrow from images, symbols, stuff that they see and hear every day to, to create. Now, the fact that the colors lined up and all of that, yes, it could be some consciousness behind that. But who said it's Beyonce? Why wasn't it the fashion designer? Why wasn't it the stylist? Why wasn't it the creative editor who said, Beyonce, we're going to put you in yellow and, and we're going to give you all this? They might have said, we're going to give you all of this, this ocean-like symbolism. You just work your song and do what you do. Because Beyonce Mm -hmm. has never came out and said she had any relationship to these traditions at all. So that's my first response. Um, The second thing is, yes, it's the Erisha Romance. And I desire to attach things to everything. Uh, I can remember looking at Flavor Love. Now I know I'm going back right now, a few years. Flavor Love. I love New York. All kind of symbolism there. All kind of symbolism there. And um, I'm friendly with New York's brother. Um, so I won't say his name or who he is because he's on social media. And, you know, they just don't need any more attention in, in that way. Um, so I'm friendly with him.
0: Uh,
1: I love the mama. I'm, I'm friendly with the mama. And nobody's ever said that they were involved in Santeria or Voodoo or any of that. Flavor Flav had very suspicious items often on that coffee table when he would have those young ladies sitting across from him on that couch. So the Orisha romantic thing, once we now are aware of something, you didn't, you didn't know who Oshun was yesterday. Now you know who Oshun is. You see Oshun everywhere. You you see Oshun in your life. You see Oshun showing up in other people. You, you see it everywhere. So we got to be careful, you know, that we're seeing things clearly that we are, being truthful about what's being said, what's being represented. It's real fun to say it's Orisha it's like It's real fun to say, you know, Beyonce, you know, really gave that energy. But until she says, you know, me and me and uh, uh, Jay been sneaking off to Cuba, you know, for the last five years, going through, uh, you know, initiation, you know, receiving a, a fiance I, I'm not. I'm just not going to accept that it's anything more than that. Um, mm-hmm. Another way scientifically of, of examining that is she ain't did it again. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing something, what videos after that has she done that, that give you that strong Orisha vibration? None that I'm aware of. So, again, that suggests for me that Beyonce ain't, ain't Oshun. She ain't trying to she, okay, she might be trying to represent Oshun or Oshun-like energy. If she's involved in that concept at all, she's never admitted to it. All I'm saying, never admitted.
3: To it. And, and and I know you you know that arena pretty well, as far as like you know film and direct, you know, uh, you know that side of celebrity life. I don't, I'm not very familiar with it, but um. I, I, you know how many deities that colors are yellow many you know what I mean? deities, you
1: many
3: you know what I mean it's just because oh. somebody wear yellow and let me see
1: and let me say this beloved, all the colors that the Orisha romance audience are, are focusing in on are, are entirely american are entirely Western. Mm-hmm. Oshun ain't yellow in Africa. Oshun is not yellow in Nigeria. Oshun is green. Green. Mm. The prosperity, the fertility of life that comes up out of the river. The life that that grows up out of the river is green. Oshun's color Mm. in Nigeria is green, not yellow. (laughs) Get up. SU's colors is not red and black, you know, and, and they change from ethnic group to ethnic group, location to location. The colors aren't the same mm-hmm. in, in one village in Nigeria as another, in, in Togo, in Benin, in Ghana, in the Congo. None of that. So these colors that we associate these deities often with are American. And and again are mm-hmm. extensions of commercialism, botanicas. Botanicas need a certain order in order to know what the stock on the shelf. So as long as you all are interested in it, as long as that's the focus, as long as that's what everybody's wanting to believe, that's what the botanicas are going to buy. Yellow ocean candles. You can buy a yellow ocean candle at the botanica, But ocean color ain't green. It's never I'm, I'm sorry, ain't yellow. It's never been yellow. It's never been gold. You can Google that. You can YouTube that. YouTube search Oshun Festival, Oshun Ceremony in Oshofo Nigeria, or, or Oshun in Nigeria, and then look at those videos. You're not seeing those color combinations at all. Sometimes you're not seeing much color at all. You know, maybe at the Egungun Festival, you're going you to see some color. You know, um, zombeto might be purple or green or various colors, but often you see natural colors, wrap colors, fi- natural fiber colors. You know, now your, your your dyed fancy royal, you know, Yoruba garment. You know, you, you now you're getting color, and they might decide to all dress in a certain color, to all dress in the same fabric. That's common in in Nigeria to dress in the same material. You, you see wedding parties do the same thing in Nigeria and, and they're all in the same fabulous shiny wax cloth color. But the colors that the, the average wannabe with Arisha Romancer here in the U.S., that comes straight out of a book. That comes straight out of a book. And again, I got a lot of respect for, you know, um, Maria... Gonzalez Whippler and and Louisa Tesh and and many other, other authors have introduced ATR to many people who otherwise wouldn't know about it at all. You still have mm. to have to be able to separate popularity, commercialism, what's going to get my book sold, um, what can I share without violating taboos, without breaking. The mysteries going into these systems. And so you have to apply all of that through a filter when you read these books. So people think each seven day has a certain Arisha to it, that that Arisha got a certain color, you know, that we're operating uh, from. Many of you believe today to be Lagos Day, to be Eshu's Day. And it is, but not because we're operating on a seven day calendar. Four day calendar happens to fall with Ifa, uh, Eshu, Oshun, Yemaya, Ola for today. Not not because of anything we've gotten out of these hoodoo, voodoo, root work, conjure books. And now for are desperate to get a book out. So so I don't trust most of the hoodoo root work books that have been written in the last five years. Because often when you get into them Um, you're seeing regurgitated information with some kind of color, some kind of personality, some kind of personal experience glossed over it uh, so that it looks like a a new book and and not a plagiarized book. But you're not getting a whole lot of new information unless you're reading books written by Ghanaians, written by Nigerians, written by people in the Congo, written by people in Benin, written by people in Togo. And unfortunately, a lot of those books are going to be in another language. They're not going to be in English. Unless they thing you got know, you a lot of books. The Akan are beginning to get it together. You're beginning to find a lot more Akan information available. Uh, but for some reason, Akan is still not as popular um, as Yoruba. I also think that's because the they have not latched on to uh, initiation ceremony uh, as an enterprise, as, as, a, as a means of making making money. Um, many places in West initiation as a means of making money. Uh, initiation associated with tourism, and so you know you see a lot of that coming out of certain locations, certain locales in, in Nigeria. But even they, Oshoko, for so, so instance, uh, uh, I will, uh, I'm sorry, um, Arara, um, uh, Ella Baboon, uh, who is the leader, king um, over the DeFi, DeFi mission, and they're coming to so wrote and sent out an edict suggesting that all you were getting was tourist initiation. All you're getting is a, a ceremony, ceremonial, cele, you know, celebratory initiation, and in that you don't hold any power, any titles, any ability or authority to work in, in ritual or ceremony, and to some degree, even divination. You know, and these are people who paid a lot of money to, to travel to, to West Africa to, to participate. In a ceremony, so people have got to do their work. Um, they're going to cut us off soon. I'm surprised they haven't cut us off already. I'm beginning to think that uh, they've extended Block Talk Radio um, overflow a little bit to 30 minutes. Uh, traditionally, Block Talk Radio would have cut me off at 1:45. Um, so this is unusual, and it may be new. But I appreciate my callers. Uh, uh, who do a call is I appreciate you calling in. And actively participating and having questions and comments uh, in the show uh, routinely, I certainly do appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you for showing up in the middle of your day at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time for Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Hoodoo Secrets and Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio. All is truly and indeed a blessing until we meet again. I will be forward. Momentarily, all is a blessing. I shall.
3: Don't care Freddy ready gone free at that old cemetery down on Clebone where she's buried.
6: Build a fire.